This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. It's time for another episode of Birds with Friends. Just the trio of feathery brethren weathering any season to see the Eagles eating teams like Scrammy's Top with Cheese. It's Philadelphia. Bo Sheel and Zach kicking it cooler than three penguins till Zach runs off with his valet keys. He's a real nuanced goose. Pull up a branch, get loose. It's time for some juice on some Birds with Friends. The early bird gets the worm, but prefers getting turned like a turn on some Birds with Friends. Bo Sheel and Zach coming at you with steps and things flapping their wings on. Uh, they can be like bathing suits. What they, you know, what <laughs> Finish it up. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta take them off. What the hell? Uh, what, what they show is, is revealing, but what they conceal is vital, right? So... <laughs> This episode is presented by BetMGM, the exclusive betting partner of The Athletic. Sign up at BetMGM.com using the promo code THEATHLETICPOD. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a Sunday evening edition of Birds with Friends, the first of playoff week here on Birds with Friends. As we are beginning this podcast, the Niners-Rams game just wrapped up. It is now official. The Eagles will be the seventh seed in the NFC going to Tampa Bay next weekend. We are uh, still awaiting word on whether that will be Saturday, Sunday, or Monday. Um, I guess it's Sunday, but we'll find out. Bo Wolf, Zach Berman, Marissa Morris, we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about yesterday's game in which the Eagles rested a bunch of players against the Cowboys, and there was a bunch of super sorecasting shenanigans. We will welcome Sheila Kapadia to the show any minute as uh, he – scrambles to get himself ready and prepared to be camera ready after uh following the end of that Niners Rams game and uh most of all you know I continue to let Emily down uh it's my fault that we're starting this show a few minutes late we I had some internet issues and I'm also not uh dressed up as as nicely as I think she would want for a Sunday night so I'm wearing just a straight athletic t-shirt and uh Zach you look very spiffy oh thank you nice you to say excited for this podcast excited for a week of podcasting, you guys, every night. And look, it's playoff week, right? Eagles, Eagles, Bucks, huge game. Game is juice. I imagine we'll find out during the show tonight the time of the game, the date of the game. Uh, so eager to find out that, and it'll be it'll be nice going down to Tampa Bay next weekend. And a happy daughter's birthday to you. Thank you very much. Actually, um, so if I, I won't tell you the complete joke or I won't say the complete joke that I told the boat today, but, um, uh, a, a little Eagles peg here to my daughter's birthday mm. is that she was born, um, a few, well, it's her, she's three years old. So I was going to say a few years ago, she's born three years ago. <laughs> That's, I mean, that uh, is technically correct in between the bears and the saints playoff games. And Emily was eight and a half months pregnant. Uh, I got on the I I didn't want to risk missing um, the, the the birth obviously by spending overnight in Chicago. So I flew. of course you're willing to miss the days after the birth as we have established. <laughs> well, yeah, show, I was there for the, the actual birth. birth yeah. So I flew to Chicago in the morning, covered the game, 
Uh, and then it, this was pre-athletic. Double so I had a deadline. I had a, I had a yeah. hard deadline, right? Like in the athletic times, mm. it's a little different. There's no post-game pod. So listen, we're that, newspaper people once again, yeah. Zach, or at least yeah, once again sure. for you. So hit the, hit that deadline, got into an Uber, raced to O'Hare, got like it was like in Home Alone, like running through the airport, got on Chicago the last too. Yeah, yeah, got on the last flight back to Philly, land uh that night home. So so less than like 16 hours in Chicago. You settled into your seat, you sat down, and then you went, and then, <laughs> and then uh two days later, um I was actually I was on television when Emily's water broke and uh uh I can't answer my phone when I'm on TV but I felt the buzzing in that pocket and actually if, if anyone remembers it was it was Philly sports talk and I probably looked so uneasy on the set and Amy Fadul who was the host then um was like is everything okay and I'm like I just got the call I got a roll and uh and that was it and then so yeah, you didn't so have like a separate, uh, like a, a separate line of communication, just in case it was the call. Or I or knew I, I could feel it in my okay. phone vibrating, right? Um, I, I could feel it in my pocket vibrating. Anyways, uh, this is way too much personal information, but uh, Sloan was 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 uh, was very patient to to wait in between those two playoff games. Now, I what, remind me that playoff game was it were the eagles definitely going to chicago or or were there other places they could have gone and, and would you have had to make a different calculus well that was when they clinched the it was the 17. vikings blew it yeah exactly that, so we yeah. didn't know yeah so it was all it all kind of happened on on that okay. sunday um and then the big question was so then did you well, go down to new orleans yes a couple yeah, of days so, later you had it mid yeah. it was midweek okay yeah, so then I, I I went down to New Orleans, but if you remember Doug Peterson walked into the press conference, I didn't That's go to right. the press conference. He That's looked right. at the seat and he's like, "What's going on this here?" Of course, yeah. Doug. Oh, Doug always kissed the kiss the Zach Berman ring. <laughs> no, the first um, question he always went to you. So anyway, so you that's guys had uh, a nice relationship. Yeah. So, so that's uh, when I not to see you. Uh, when I talk about Sloan's birthday, it has that Eagles connection. That it's it, it. She was born in between the Bears and the Saints game. I think we could maybe uh, refashion it and call it a triple doink. <laughs> okay. Right. I don't know. Is right. that fair? Okay, Zach. Uh, so uh, we've got a lot to get to. Um, we can dip our toes into the uh, into the Bucks matchup, although we will have all week to dive uh, deeper into that. We can talk a little bit about what we found out yesterday. We will certainly have to discuss the Colts collapse and uh, the ramifications Absolutely. for the Eagles, and uh, not just draft pick wise, but Carson Wentz turtling in a big spot, and uh, the other stuff that happened across the league today. But why don't we start with uh, the kind of stuff that I know that Sheila is not going to be interested in, and that is let's recap the game. Not even recap the game, but more so recap what was important from the game yesterday, uh, last night against the Cowboys. The Eagles losing fifty-one twenty-six in a game in which they rested. Everybody, the only starters on the entire team who played, uh, discounting the one snap that Jason Kelsey took to start the game, were Quez Watkins and Jalen Rager and Devontae Smith. Um, everybody else sat, and I thought it was the right decision, but Nick Sirianni uh, was asked about it after the game. I guess we could make this a, a Stone Cold Newsman segment. Should I send it over to the Stone Cold Newsman? No, 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 no. I, I like the way you're going, and uh, it's also make sure to check out Bo's uh, Day After because you addressed it in there as well. Yeah, very short shelf life on that bad boy, but uh, that's okay. Um, yeah, so so Sirianni said that 
you know, it was it was actually interesting because, you know, he was maintaining all week that they were still making these calls. They were still discussing everything. And then Gardner Minshew came up last night and said he heard earlier in the week he got the yeah. word that he was going to start. So, you know, he he uh, Minshew is good for just sort of telling the truth and uh, cutting in between the, the BS. Um, but I mean, it was the right decision. They had all these guys on the COVID list anyway. They, they literally had nothing to play for. Their outcome had no effect on where they were going to play next weekend. So they did the right thing. They rested all those guys. I agree. It was it was the right thing. I, I don't think momentum is that big a deal. Um, like I I get it to a certain extent. If 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 you're saying play your guys, perhaps if it was a team you were you were going to see again, and there's the confidence, you know, knowing you could beat them. But overall, especially given that your starting quarterback has an ankle injury, the amount of players they had on the on the COVID list, I had no issue there. Uh, now then you can debate if if, if you're going to do that. Do you play guys for records? Do you play Jason Kelsey because of the streak? It's consistent with Nick Sirianni's personality. And I think this is like, this is the player in Nick to a certain extent is that, uh, you know, I, I heard Mike Zimmer's post-game press conference today when he was asked about a record with Justin Jefferson. And he's like, I don't care about records. The only record I care about is, is winning and losing. And Nick Sirianni took the opposite approach. Nick Sirianni was uh, because actually Devontae Smith. Yeah, I thought he I went really too far with Devontae Smith. Yeah, like, like Devontae well, Smith like, didn't care. Yeah, Devontae Smith didn't care about this rookie record. And Sirianni was like, uh, I asked Devontae. Uh, Devontae said he'll do what's best for the team. But he basically said, like, like one day he's going to care about this record. So I, I want to keep him in there. I frankly don't think the rookie receiving record is, yeah, is that I mean, big it's a like deal. A very... Exactly. If, yeah. if, if you're going to keep him in the game, let him get a thousand yards, right? Like uh, let him get 84 more yards in the game to try to become a thousand yard receiver. But overall, uh, didn't really have an issue with what Sirianni did. And I actually think it's going to benefit them specifically with Jalen Hurts. Specifically with Jalen Hurts. And he talked about that. He said they talked during the week about uh, the fact that, you know, getting him back to 100 percent, they're going to need to have the, their full arsenal of weapons on offense in the playoffs and that means being able to use Jalen Hurts's rushing ability and so uh giving him the week off he you know Sirianni said they they expect Hurts to be 100% whether or not that is the case we'll 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 see but but certainly it made a lot of sense as we uh welcome to the show the senior national writer himself a busy day of playoff action for Shilakapadia Shield how are you a lot going on. I feel like I I have got some text threads that are all over the place. Everything I would say is birds with friends adjacent. Uh, I'm getting a lot or, of Bob Saget dead texts. I got some Bob Saget dead. I'm seeing there's some, uh, I believe, plagiarism of Dainez. I need to dig into it more before making anything official on that. But um, that's something certainly to keep an eye on. We've got the Eagles going up uh, against the Bucks here. Lemur has been doing a, a tease all season with all of my, he does all my picks in a tease. And this is the first time all year. They're all alive going into Sunday night football, baby. So oh, like it's every like single pick, every single game I pick, oh, wow. he does a tease. So what you get six in. What's the pad uh, on that bad boy? I think he's got uh, 20, 25 to win. I hope he doesn't mind 25 to win 800 or something like that. Ooh, oh, wow. Uh, but yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a big one. So there's a lot of stuff. Uh, coming in here. I didn't dress well for this. You know, I had a plan to get changed before the pod. Then the game goes to overtime and I'm thinking, well, I could delay it by, you know, five, 10 minutes, go up, get changed, 
just for this, but I didn't want it to be, um, what's the word you use, Bo? You performative, right? So, mm. I, I thought, you know what's you know funny? What? I did the exact same thing. I went up yeah. right before the pod. I was like, oh, I could get a nice sweater or something to put on. And then you know what? Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's yeah. We got three pods this week. Yeah. We got plenty of time for that, and we got the Eagles going down to Tampa to take on Tom Brady and the Buccaneers, baby, in the first round. So Arr. we got some playoff juice coming up here. I got a TV on. Uh, up here so if we see any um scheduling i'll keep an eye on that and let you know so what what have you guys been talking about so far zach we looks, came last uh, night. okay i can't describe what is if zach looks like very intense disappointed uh, i i feel like no. you might, you're probably you might be a little nervous you're probably like i gotta book this i gotta book this what am i gonna <laughs> write i got you yeah. know I, I see the wheel very spinning much. in the zebra mind yeah. no there's, you got a there's... nice shirt on oh thank you thank you no yeah. there's a lot going on and uh, and actually a little uh, behind the scenes from our uh, from our coverage perspective. So we do power rank. So uh, the athletic NFL mm. does power rankings every week, as Shield, Marissa, and Bo know. But I'm sure, and I presume our listeners know too. And a writer can a a beat writer teams up with with national reporter Lindsey Jones on this, right? And and so and you I sign she's up. Also a senior national reporter. Senior national, the- yeah. Thank you. And, and, and you sign up, uh, you know, weeks in advance for your time. And, and I got to uh, look, I will own this one. I will wear it. Uh, when when <laughs> I signed up, I'm like, there's no chance the Eagles make the playoffs. Right. Mm. You know, like this was this was weeks ago. Right. And, and okay. so uh, so I, I sign up. So in addition to our playoff coverage, I got. I got that. We I, I got to take care of too. So that's what's that's the theme? Is there mind. a theme? Is there a theme for the? It's one yeah, that you were able I, to work ahead on, right? Yeah. Yeah, some of it I was. It's it's what we learned from each team. That, so um, this season. So Ooh, uh, that's not yeah. easy, Zipper. Oh, so <laughs> so I gotta admit, I I thought it was gonna be all right. I'll knock it out on 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 Sunday. Well. I went down a rabbit hole on a lot of these teams and, and been reading. I know a lot that's of the thing you want to take it. You want to take that assignment seriously. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can't you mail that. that. Yeah. It's going to yeah. take a long you, time. You, you don't want to be that reporter who shows up to the team's training camp and is like, Oh, this is the guy right here. Right. Like He's you want to actually. Iffy on a MoMA. Yeah. He's making <laughs> yeah. plays every day. At training. Yeah. So you want to actually, so I, I, I mean, I was, I was deep in a lot of these teams today. So anyways, uh, that's what did you, what did you learn about these teams? Cause you did the NFC, right? Yeah, I'm. I, I'm. I'm still. I'm still going through it. Okay. But have you um, done the Bucks yet? Let's start talking. Yeah, we got to talk about the Bucks. Listen, we have uh, what at least three shows this week, so we don't. We don't need to go deep into everything. But I feel like this show is a good time. Let's introduce people to this matchup. Initial thoughts on facing the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I mean, well, we haven't had any conversation about what the show's going to be about, but that. Uh, in my mind, was what was what we should do here. I think we'll, we we, I, we will get there. I think we, we when you came on, we were there. talking about we were just wrapping up last night the things that mattered last night, not the game itself, but like what we learned. We will we will transition okay. from there to the Bucks matchup shortly. Yeah, so I, okay, with you. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah. okay, so just real quick, Still with talking the Bucks about thing. last night. Wow. Okay. Well, okay. No. 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 Well, we started I, eight minutes later. <laughs> yeah. I, I will wait on the Bucks. Yep. No, no, go, no, go, go. I want to hear. No, I was just going to say, we don't have to listen to Bo. Yeah. You got something to say on the Bucks? Let's hear it. Well, ju- just the big difference between the Bucks <laughs> now and the team that they played is the amount of key skill players that they're down, right? Like uh, on offense, they, we'll see about Leonard Fournette, but they don't have Fournette. They don't have Chris Godwin. We all know they don't have an Antonio Brown. 
Um, and it's it's just a totally different offense from a skill position perspective than the one who who tore up the Eagles. And that game was actually closer than than I I, I remembered because I was going. But it back wasn't really that today. close. That game no, was not as close as, as the score, score indicated. Because remember, yeah. they they drove in like inside the ten yard line before kneeling it out at the yeah. end of the game. Yeah, that fair. that was that game was it was never the outcome of that game was never in doubt. I would expect to do a little review of that game in the next uh, 48 hours or so for one of the future pods. Yep. Make for a good segment. Okay. What stood out. Okay. Um, Okay. Well, is there anything else we need to talk about from last night, Zach? Well, uh, Tyree Jackson, um, it sounds like, you know, Joe's going to lose his mind. I I feel bad for Tyree Jackson getting injured. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that that would be top Uh, of mind, but but, I feel uh, bad for the guy. I mean, what that means is that Dick Rod's going to be playing next week. I would imagine so. Yeah. Um, Overall, nothing really. uh, I mean, we, we, we talked about their course of action in terms of sitting guys, the reason they played certain players, they were healthy. Otherwise, you know, the defense, I don't read into anything that happened from the defensive perspective. They didn't have any defensive not. starters yeah. out there. Uh, I, I actually thought like uh, in the first half and, and Bo asked Minshew this, uh, they were moving the ball against, and I, I know Dallas was missing some key pieces, but 17 all. Yeah. In the first half, that, that game was, was close with Minshew and the backups in there. So I suppose that could be somewhat encouraging, but overall, just the key is, I think they're they're going to have a healthy Jalen Hurts next week. Did you guys see how much, just how much Jordan Matthews and Nate Sudfeld we got to see during that during that Bucks or that uh, Rams Niners game? Great stuff. All right, so this Bucks team, I think Zach okay. nailed it. Uh, let's let's know. how many how many breaks do we have, Marissa? We have two. Okay, why don't we why don't take, we take a break? Go take a break. We'll get into we'll get into the Bucks. Hey, football fans, this is Diana Rossini from The Athletic. Get the top stories in pro football snapped directly to your inbox with our latest NFL newsletter, Scoop City. Jacob Robinson and I will bring you the daily scoop of top NFL articles, posts, and podcasts every Monday to Friday. Sign up for free now at theathletic.com backslash scoop. All right, back on Burns with Friends. How about this? Why don't we, why don't we, Let's settle down. We'll talk about the Bucks match. What do I hear? Do, yeah, I'm getting that. feedback from someone's mic. Oh, it was Marissa. Don't don't call her out. <laughs> oh, sorry. No problem. Uh, let's let's talk Bucks matchup, and then when this conversation's over, after the next break, we'll talk a little league wide stuff. Get into uh, Carson Wentz a little bit, what the Giants did, some other things around the league. But uh, let's 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 dive into the Bucks. Go ahead, Chill. When are we doing super forecasting? We'll get that to that at the end as well. And okay, well, yeah, I mean, you look at this Bucks team, and I'm I'm trying to pull up the box score here, but I think Zach nailed it. Is it, it's going to be big to watch the injury reports this week because they have so many guys out. I mean, Levante David on defense, he didn't play today. Shaq Barrett didn't play. Jason Pierre-Paul, those guys haven't played the last two weeks. You know, those are three of their best players here and even today Mike Evans suffered an injury during the game but he kept playing and so uh, their offense specifically looks a lot different I mean Mike Evans and Rob Gronkowski are their two main targets uh, above and beyond anybody else Gronkowski you know for all the credit Brady gets for his comeback Gronkowski has been unbelievable uh, the last two years after taking a year off and when he's on the field they are a different offense he had seven catches for 137 yards today Mike Evans had six for 89 today 
and they have, you know, arguably the best offensive line in the NFL. I think I saw a stat today. It said Brady, 96% of his Hmm. passes come from inside the pocket. So like, you know exactly where he's going to be on every single drop back, but he knows exactly when to get rid of the football. And so it's the old, you know, if you can pressure him with four, if you can win, win the battle, you up get, if you can get your, inside pressure and move him off the spot, inside pressure. Now it, it, it's still true. You know, I know it's a, uh, it's a joke, but like, if you can, uh, you know, it, it, it's funny because it's like, it, I feel like former Eagles, if they're going to analyze this game, hit him early. I don't care if you take the 15 on one of those play, you know, you can get a flag on the first series, getting his head a little bit, the old WIP caller, I guess you could say, but uh, I do think he still gets impacted on the rare occasions where he's feeling pressure early, but he sort of mastered the craft of getting rid of the ball on time. Yeah. And well, yeah, I think Fletcher Cox has had a much better second half of the season and there have been flashes of the guy we've seen in the past. So I think that's absolutely correct. It would be a great time for Josh Sweat to uh, announce his, I guess, announce his arrival isn't the right word. He already CTC. Introduce himself uh, to a national audience. To a national audience. Say, I'm I'm worth that money. The guy you saw last, you know, a couple weeks ago is the guy I'm going to be. And this is only the beginning. And so that to me is obviously going to be the key. And offensively for the Eagles. I mean, I don't think the game plan is anything really different than what you do every single week. Uh, I thought it was interesting. I think I looked on football outsiders. The Eagles offense has the least variance, I believe of any offense in the NFL this season. And that's sort of weird given what we saw the first seven weeks. But if you kind of think since then, other than that giants game, it does sort of feel like it's the same thing over and over again, where, you know, you might not be putting up uh, 40 or 50. You might not be throwing for 350, but you're moving the ball pretty consistently. You're picking up first downs. As we discussed on the last pod, it's not the same bucks run defense um, uh, of yesteryear. And specifically if Levante David isn't in there, I do think that is a, uh, that is a pretty big deal. So, I haven't looked at what the line is yet. I was trying to find if um, those are out or not, but uh, I would expect the Eagles to be the biggest underdogs of the wild card round and a line probably around eight points, uh, I would guess, for this game. Uh, to some of your points uh, on Gronk, if you look at the you know the football outsiders splits of you know how how the defense performs against different types of receivers. Uh, the worst ranking the Eagles have is against opposing tight ends. They're, they're 26th against opposing tight ends. We talked about this a little bit earlier in the week about how it seems like the structure of the defense is to give help on the outside, invite stuff over the middle that has played out against opposing tight ends. And, you know, with, with, with Gronk, I think it'll be a, that'll be a different, a difficult matchup for the Eagles. And, and then just um, on the, you know, we have talked for so long about the difference the Eagles have had, you know, the first seven weeks of the season. And then uh, since then, I have a piece going up tomorrow just on like a newcomer's, a newcomer's guide to this Eagles team for people who haven't been paying attention. So I, I have some of these numbers in front of me. Um, the early down pass percentage, uh, the Eagles were eighth in the first seven weeks and then 30th uh, in weeks eight through 17. Um, their drop back EPA per play went from 10th to 2nd. And their rush EPA per play went from fourth to fifth. So uh, to your to your we point, we still about- sort of hear something. Do you hear that? Is that is that just somebody? It, it's yeah. Fine. yeah I was somebody's... getting the blame for it. Okay, it's not me. I'm, I've been muted. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what that is. Okay, let's you... go one by one and mute and see and <laughs> the see. The chat's it claiming it's Bo. Okay, hold on. Okay, that's me. I'm okay. about to mute. Okay, mute. 
Yeah, I think it is Bo, right? Do we hear it? Unless it just went away uh, on its own there. Yeah, yeah it's I'm, back. It's back. Yeah, I don't know what it is. It's like a rubbing. Yeah, there were there were some uh, questions in the, uh, in the chat here. It's <laughs> behind the door, as somebody says. Uh, early down play action has gone way up. And, uh, you know, as we've talked about, they've gone from being like very, very heavy 11 personnel to uh, no one in the league has played more multiple tight end sets uh, than the Eagles over the past 10 weeks. So um, in terms of the matchup, I think it's like Darius Slay, go get Mike Evans. We'll figure out the rest and like hope, hope, hope that somebody gets some kind of pressure on, on Tom Brady, at, at least on that side of the ball. Well, I, w- I was thinking about, uh, you know, how you would approach the Bucks defensively. I mean, if you go with the old, uh, what they've been doing, the, hey, just prevent the big plays and make them work for it. I mean, you're just going to get shredded. Yes, just exactly. Go right? He's just going to go right down the field <laughs> with these easy. Like, this, it's I the think worst this might, matchup from that perspective. Was this the, this might have, the Bucks game might have been the beginning of the armpit scale, I believe. I'm. I can't remember if, if that came later or not, but yeah, Brady, I don't remember him uh, sweating at all. Brady went 34 of 42 for 297 in that game. Okay. Um, Leonard, I think Fortnite the armpit scale was week three. Against rushing, and okay. Antonio Brown was the one who was, who was his big factor in that game. He had four or nine catches for 93 yards. The Eagles did a good job against Godwin and Evans. Uh, Gronkowski did not play in that game, but it mm. was, as you guys said, it was like, it was exactly like sit back, play passive, dare him to move the ball down the field. And it was like the easiest thing he's ever done in his life. Well, there were those five quarterbacks who completed over 80% of the passes, right? right? It was, it was Prescott, then Brady, then, or, or uh, Prescott, Mahomes, Brady, um, Carr and Herbert were the five. So there you go. Yeah. So I, I was thinking, you know, if you're not, you don't want to just sit back, um, sit back and play zone against, Tom Brady, I mean, if you can figure out a way to confuse him and show him different looks, that would be great. You know, the Saints certainly are good at doing that. Uh, I don't know that I trust uh, that Jonathan Gannon's going to be able to do that to Tom Brady. You know, that that would surprise me, but that's certainly part of it is that you don't want to do the same thing uh, over and over again. And then if you play, you know, I, I was thinking you could maybe play some man coverage, uh, some more man coverage in this game, like you mentioned, Bo. You know, this Darius Slay, you want the uh, the accolades. You want to be known as a top corner. Listen, when the Saints play, a Marshawn Lattimore lines up against Mike Evans, and that's the matchup. So I agree, Shil. It's a big week for Darius Slay. Just I'm just putting I, that out there. Huge week tell. for Darius Slay. I would agree with that. Yeah. I think it's a big week for his legacy. Oh, is that a, is that an article coming out by somebody? I just I am putting it out there. That's oh, yeah. okay. All right, good. Well, you you, you should be happy with the uh, Bucks matchup then. So I, I think Darius Slay against Mike Evans. Now I don't know who lines up against Rob Gronkowski. I don't know that there's anybody on this uh, no, roster that you say. I was thinking is about a- like just laughing at the idea of like Tom Brady calling an audible because he sees Jannard Avery and Patrick Johnson on the field at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> oh right. no what do i do yeah yeah i think he's gonna be able to figure those out uh the you know any anything that looked good the last uh month of the season where you felt like maybe they were doing something creative i don't know that it's gonna look that creative uh against him so uh again i don't know who that guy would be is it one of these cornerbacks uh i don't know it, it's tough but really you look at the other guys they're throwing to i mean it's 
uh, Brashad Perriman, who had a really nice catch today. Uh, Tyler Johnson, uh, wide receiver of BWF fame. I mean, Cameron Brates, a number two tight end. Uh, Keyshawn Vaughn is their running back today. Le'Veon Bell. Uh, so, you know, those are really the two guys you are going to have to worry about the most. Now, it's Brady, so uh, some one of those other guys could step up and have a big game. We've seen that certainly happen in the past. But I was thinking maybe like a little uh, two-man coverage, which the Eagles do not play a lot of. But that's basically man coverage across the board with two deep safeties. And it's not good against two things. It's not good against teams that want to run the ball. But, man, if they're handing the ball off, I'm saying like, this it's a win. part of Jonathan Gannon's philosophy, I'm in on that this week. If they want to hand the ball off and run for 165, 175 in this game and they win that way, I'm totally fine with that. The other thing is if you have quarterbacks who can scramble, uh, it's a bad coverage because everybody's got their back to the line of scrimmage. Yeah. You've got two deep safeties, so you, you know you can't. It, it's harder to play against those guys. That doesn't qualify here. So um, that was just when I was thinking about the initial matchup, something that popped into my head that that could be a, uh, you know, may, maybe that's something they break out even though they haven't uh, <laughs> used it. I don't know. I would have to look at the table. I don't know that they've used it at all this year. It's not like a complicated coverage, but that could be something that makes sense. Is four I thought – uh, Sorry. No, Fournette is, could be back. For yeah, I, I think the expectation yeah. is that he will be back, but at the same time, he hasn't played in like a in three weeks or so. So you don't know if he definitely is going to be back, and if he is, what version of him you're getting. I I thought Shield hit it on the head um, in that I was having the debate with someone today about uh, the best matchup for the or if you would rather see the Bucks or the Rams, and the person was telling me the Bucks are a better matchup for them than the Rams. The Bucks are so banged up, and and uh, you know this is not the same Bucks team they saw early on, and you know Slay plays well against outside receivers and that kind of thing. And and my point was is is that if they play coverage the way we, we've seen them play coverage, Tom Brady's going to eat that up, even with even with uh, a pedestrian cast of receivers outside of of the Evans Gronk group. Uh, so you, yeah. you, I mean, who would you rather, have... who would you rather see with, with the game, with, with the season on the line, Tom Brady or Matt Stafford? Like, exactly. That's, like that's my that point. Easy. Stafford's never won a playoff game yeah. and he's, and he's struggling and, and you saw it today through the interception in overtime. I have that in the corner of my eye right here. So, uh, I think that, um, Brady, they are going to have to obviously pressure Brady. We, we know that, but they're, they're going to have to comp, they're going to have to, uh, to 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 make Brady pound the ball, if you will, right? Uh, what's Mike Mayock's exp expression? Burp the baby, right? Uh, like you you can't just have the open outlet for him Bo looks all disgusted the time. At that. Oh, that's, Marissa, that's I expression. forgot to record my um, audio in the beginning. I just hit record. It's okay. This okay. I got you. Sorry. That's what happens when I you know I join late. I don't have the senior podcast producer to remind me. So anyway, <laughs> I mean, I think. Uh, we talked about this before as well, but I, I think that, you know, the hope on offense is that Jalen Hurts is going to be fully 100%. They're going to have the full complement of the quarterback inclusive run game script that they used so effectively in that third quarter of the season. And that the last few games, uh, the experience that Jalen Hurts had playing as a limited mobility quarterback from the pocket and, and looked pretty good, especially the last game he was out there. He's going to be able to um, meld those two things together and, and the Eagles can uh, be very effective on offense. And you hope you get, you hope you get a lucky break on defense at some point and, and you're able to ride that out. I mean, that's, 
they they're, they're going to have to be uh they're going they're going to have to be scoring on every drive i feel like yeah they're going yeah that's absolutely right but uh, you know there's no reason that they can't be as efficient as they've been against this defense you know it's it's a good defense it is not a juggernaut defense where you go into it thinking shoot you've got no chance at it i mean they've got solid corners who were there last year and they're not great corners they've got uh we'll see who's there in terms of their pass rush but if your offensive line is what you've thought it was all season then you should be able to do a solid job against them you have a varied uh run game you know they're going to blitz on early downs i mean you know todd Todd bowles does a lot of different things that's sort of been uh his calling calling card obviously so uh i think that's right you gotta you gotta be efficient on off it's it's kind of like all the cliched stuff don't turn it over convert in the red zone uh you know I, i think you feel out the game early on if it really looks like your defense is going to have no chance to stop them then you have to be willing to whether it's take some risks on fourth down whether it's to break out a special uh trick play on special teams you know start thinking about doing some those types of things this is not the game to be conservative and nick sirianni's conservative decisions have kind of flown under the radar because they've been winning games anyway and it hasn't been the most important thing about him but this is a game where you really don't want that to creep up i mean play to win uh you know i i hate the totally phrase, nothing nothing to lose but again you're gonna be big big underdogs uh in this game if you let's sort play of just, guess the line yeah i mean i just guessed eight so oh, you did oh, i didn't i missed that sorry yeah thanks for listening I'll, uh, I'll, I'll go seven and a half. Well, I'll say nine. Okay. Are you tough situation what... for tough situation for Shield? No, I don't know what it is yet. Oh, okay. So this is for like you know three shows from now we'll revisit this great uh, <laughs> guessing segment. Yeah. Okay. Look forward to that. Sorry, I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to cut you off. Is Ke- Kenyon Barner is on the box? Did you know that? No. Yeah, Kay Barner He's still in the league. I I don't know Good if they just him. picked him. Unless is there a different K Barner Zebra? I mean, Zebra, I'm looking this up for me. I swear yeah. I saw K Barner today on the sideline. Oh, you're right. Yeah, return. I'm looking at the box the score. Four. You're kidding me. <laughs> I, uh, Bo, he had four carries today. Uh, how many yards do you think he had, and what do you think his long run was? Um, he had five yards of mean, for long actually. of three. He, no, this is kind of mean because I always like Kenyon Barner, so I don't know why. Great, I, I, yeah, I mean, like that. great interview, not great guy. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, what kind of guy four is. carries he, for zero yards with a long of one. He signed to their practice squad <laughs> on December fifteenth. He signed to their practice squad. He has carved. I mean, an unbelievable great career. CTC career out of Kenyon Barner. Yeah, specialty, great Bowl teammate, Eagles. nice personality. Yeah. Yep. What are the other Eagles connections on that on that Bucks team? You got well, anybody, Zach? You got any Philly guys on that uh, on that Bucks well, team? Well, Todd Bowles, Bruce. I mean, a lot of that coaching staff was was with Temple. I mean, Keith Armstrong. I I, I could go on down the list. Keith Armstrong, uh, I, I think Godwin, I told story playing, before. The only right? but the was... only thing I think of with Keith Armstrong <laughs> is uh, yeah. Well, it was it was New Year's Eve after the Eagles fired Andy Reid, and I was at a New Year's Eve. I think I've told this story before on the yeah. podcast. Uh, yeah, a New Year's Eve like house party. And I was the Lex. one who had to update the website that the Eagles were announcing interviews with Keith Armstrong, uh, a bunch Cutter. of Falcons guy, Dirk Cutter. Yeah, Mike. Yeah. And who was the I other think Mike Smith. Or, and Mike, or, or yeah, Mike and Mike Smith. Smith. Yeah. And Keith. Or, or, or no, Mike Smith and I'm like writing it on like the trunk of yeah. some, like the outside on the trunk of some car in yeah. some terrible place in like Arlington, Virginia. Good stuff. Wow. What a work. Oh, Andrew think. Adams. They've got Andrew Adams. That's right. He went back. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. 
I mean, and of course they have, uh, um, you know, in in the in the in, in the front office they have Jason Light, who uh, who I I believe Bradley <laughs> Pinion, Mister Foot. I I believe Howie um, set Jason Light up with his wife. I believe that. So, <laughs> no idea. I read a story about that. Yeah. <laughs> Hope I didn't. I got in case I said it on. Um. All right. This I don't know what this, I don't know what's happening here. Now Zach looks unsure. He doesn't um, know if Howie Roseman set him him up with his own Ray wife. Still in the league, huh? Or, so. Um, so yeah, yeah that's so it. Anyway. Those are the only former Eagles. Kenyon so Barner and Andrew Adams. Yeah, so I feel like there's not a lot of uh, mystery. Now we'll we'll get to obviously more in depth to it uh, this week. I do want to look at the last game and see if anything uh, stood out there that we can talk about here. But that's the matchup. Do you think our yeah, Eagles? Okay, wait, 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 real quick. Really just so I, 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 I mean, I was a little worried for a, a moment here. Okay, um, but Greg Alman, our, our great Bucks writer. Uh, he put this out in 2018. Cool note on two GMs in, in Bucks Eagles game today. Eagles Howie Roseman introduced Jason Light to his wife Blair when both GMs were working in the Eagles organization 15 years ago. Blair and Roseman's wife Mindy went to school together in Ohio growing up. So I got really worried that I said that, and I'm like, am I conflating? Uh, yeah, but that's not <laughs> a bad thing to have. I mean, if you got yeah, that wrong, but, it's not like you sure. didn't say anything bad about anybody. Yeah, but okay, I just want to make sure. But yeah, so. That that occurred again. Um, nobody, and I mean nobody, knows more about where people met their wives <laughs> than our Stone Cold Newsman Zach Berman. And as right. uh, somebody did, somebody did uh, message me that we a, a bad job by us when we had uh, Daniz on the podcast. We didn't ask him where he, where he met his wife. Next time. Speaking of Daniz, a lot of. Uh, a lot of kerfuffle I saw on Twitter as uh, John Clark of NBC uh, posted a Denny's uh, chart. And I don't know if he did it himself or if it was wherever he got it from, but the chart was clearly Denny's, but it was cropped to take out his uh, handle and he did not credit it. And I got to tell you, the... Uh, the rapidity with which the denizens just jumped all over it in defense of our of our handsome prince uh, warmed the heart. And uh, to to John Clark's credit, he corrected it later and said uh, that. Oh, that's that what I was going to ask. He did, did he correct correct? it. Oh, he did correct it. He okay. said that you know, great job by uh, by Dennis on the on the chart. But I got to say, you know, great job protecting our own by by everybody out there. Good work. Yeah, those were the texts I was getting from, uh, from okay. my friends saying that, uh, look at this. Oh, my gosh. And they're, they're saying, oh, man, he's getting torched in the responses to that. Everyone's just roasted. Sticking up for uh, Dave Nance. So I'm, I'm, poor guy. You know, I, yeah, that was surprising to me that he did that with no credit. So I will give him credit. You know, he, he corrected it. So good. All right. Should we take we'll a take break? All right. Uh, oh, wait. Well, well we kind of like, lost Marissa. So yeah, Marissa's uh, potentially yeah. MIA. For uh, no, I'm here. So. I'm here. I had oh, to need... situate my settings a little bit. Okay. Big W. <laughs> I mean, someone's walking in the background. For, yeah, I had to make sure yeah. there was no one behind me. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> did Michael? I didn't get to watch any of that game. Did Michael play today? Um, he did not. The starters played. Um, mm. 
They won the game, I mean, but, you know. I consider Michael a starter, so that doesn't mean much to me. But he's being a yeah, little it's, loud it's, for me right now. Yeah, I mean, it's not even a uh, you know really. If you look at these teams around the league and who is starting uh, at guard, and then you look at uh, I mean, I don't. We would probably say this. I mean, really, even if he was having a very rough go, we would probably be doing this bit. But it is nice that he has played so well that we yes. don't have to. It doesn't have to be well, a bit at all. And yeah, you watch these teams, actually, you're like, oh man. It's funny because his friends are around now too. So if they heard this, they would really rip on him for that because okay. the fact that we're jazzing him up and yeah. you know all of that, they can't, you know, none of that. Jazzing, gazing, yeah. doing it all. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Shall we take a break? Right. Can we take a little break, Marissa? All right. Back on Birds with Friends. Uh, a couple housekeeping notes for the Eagles. Uh, their schedule for next season is locked in now that we know how everybody finished. So they have a second place schedule. I'll quickly run down their opponents at home. In addition to the three division teams, they have the Packers, the Vikings, the Jaguars, the Titans, the Saints, and the Stillers coming to town as the one intra-conference uh, matchup. And then on the road, they have the Bears, the Lions, the Texans, the Colts, and the Cardinals is their matchup uh, for a second place in the NFC West. Why don't we talk about that Colts team? Oh my gosh, what a 15 and a half point favor. Good thing I had the Jags or that would have screwed Lemur on the team. That's right. That's right. Uh, By the way, he doesn't need the night game. He only did all the day games, so it already hit. Oh, he already paid out. He already paid out, yeah. All right. How are we spending this? How are we spending this? Uh, well, this well, he's done. Well, I was just texting him, so he's done $25 every week wow. on the Shield Tees all season. Not hitting until week 18, but you still make a few hundred bucks on that. By hit, it just needs to hit once. It's pretty so good. By the way, he also. So, put, oh, uh, no, no, you finish. Go on, go on. Yeah, and he also did my uh, preseason long shot bets, and we got a little a little hit on the Packers most wins of any team. That was a good one. They have to split it with a you know because they lost today, but still. So, oh, you split you that? Go. You get a you get a half payout. Yeah, what's it called? I forget what the term is. Yeah, if there's multiple okay. teams, you divide it by whatever. But anyway, okay. Zebra. Hey, oh, no, sorry. My my wife was teasing me that uh, she's watching. She says it's obvious I was watching TV in the side here uh, because they just took the field, the Raiders, Chargers. To. But I was going to ask you guys uh, when Shield said Neil. when Shield said uh, his his friend doesn't need the game tonight. Um, if you're the losing coach tonight. And we're in the post-game press conference. And you and the question is, you had a guaranteed chance to make the playoffs. Guaranteed chance to make the playoffs. Why didn't you take it? Like, what's Well, the explain answer? the situation again here. So yes, if they so, tie here, the Chargers and Raiders get in and the Steelers are out. If yes. they don't tie, the Steelers are in and the winner of this game is in and the loser of this game is out, correct? Correct. correct. Yes. We talked so, about this both, with Dane Is, was the exactly, first person, yes. I think, to mention it. Uh I don't, uh, yeah. I mean, I would say, like, I don't, I would be doing it. I mean, it's crazy not to do it. Think of now, both all coaches need things. to agree. Both coaches need to agree, obviously. But yeah, that's true. Yeah. Right. So a, I guess that, that would be an easy way to answer it, Zach. Staley yeah, could was, say, I wanted to do yeah. it. Besachi <laughs> said he's not doing it. I, I was out of my control. Yeah. So I, guess I that's feel I like say. just their personalities, like, Staley probably would be in for it. Basachi is is too concussion uncle to be to be settling. It's for just that, first like. off, there's 
I mean, you could have like your starting quarterback at hurt tonight, right? By playing yeah. this out. So you essentially get a week of rest. Okay. Exactly. You're guaranteed to make the playoffs. Thing. You know who your opponent would be, right? Oh There's my gosh. Oh, oh, he fumbled. <laughs> <laughs> we just had a long like steel is like a half a second ahead of Zach yeah. is a half a second oh ahead yeah because I'm sure. always behind because I'm streaming and I'm I don't even have a TV now. on in this new but, room oh, okay. that I'm in so it was a long like completion I believe to Foster Marissa's Moreau living an Amish lifestyle and he's like, like to me this isn't even this isn't even a a like sanctity of the game type art the bottom line is this you you start in training camp to make the postseason that is the objective. Here you are. You're on the doorstep of the postseason. You can get there. This isn't. It's not like oh, you're you're not taking the game seriously. You're doing. Ex you're right. Ensuring a spot in the playoffs, right? And it's not their fault that the NFL put this game at prime right. time and they and they didn't yeah. know the results. That was the uh, that was Dennis's whole point. So it it befuddles me. Um, and I, I saw I saw uh, Brandon Staley. He texted Rap Sheet. I, I think it was Ian. Uh, he he texted Ian Rapport that you know they're going out here to put their best foot, they're put their best effort in and, and win the game. Brandon Staley, who gets up there in these press conferences and touts data, right, one hundred percent chance of making the playoffs. It, it well, is, it but it it is it is entirely contingent upon the other team joining. Yes, with you joining forces with you. Yes. But, but like the um, so Raiders would have the higher make seed. That decision unilaterally. But the Raiders would have the higher seed. So of course the Raiders would like if 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 you're Rich Basaccia, the best it's case crazy. scenario. If the Raiders win this game, they're the five seed. Yeah. Yeah, they're ahead wild. of the Patriots. Yeah. yeah. I I totally agree with you, Zebra. I mean, everything you do in the offseason is, you know, we not even playoffs for it to give yourself a chance to win the exactly. Super Bowl. And you have an opportunity to give yourself a 100 percent chance to get in the playoffs. The Raiders have made the playoffs one time in the last 18 years. Mm -hmm. You're telling me if they put out on their social media account, should we do this to get in? Everyone's going to say, yes, please yes. do this. We want a playoff game. We throw so much wasted time into this stupid hobby, and we would like to have a playoff game this year, especially the Raiders. It feels like they've had five different seasons this year alone. Yes. So you would do that. And if you're the chart, and I think the other thing you said, which I was thinking about earlier today is underrated. You're basically getting a bye week None of these guys have to worry about injury. They went, it's actually the coach's perfect scenario because they practiced the whole week yep. thinking that they really had to get into this game. And so it was probably like a nice intense week of practice, but the game comes, everybody can just chill. No one's getting injured. Everyone's going into the first weekend of the playoffs Fresh, if you're the Chargers, I mean, you have the quarterback who's as good as anybody else here. Uh, you know, injuries have been an issue. You have a top-heavy roster. And so depth, like if you get a couple guys go down here and make the playoffs, you might get blown out next week. But if you take this exact team into the playoffs, you might actually have a chance uh, to win that game. So uh, they should do it, and it would prove a point to the league that, this, like Danez was saying, that this whole setup for Week 18 is stupid and you can't game it. You're just guessing, and uh, you could get screwed like this. And, uh, the, and you know what? It, it wouldn't be – I don't think the takes would be as hot as, like, the Eagles thing because, uh, you know, it's not their fault. They're Like like you said, they're not tanking. It's not for a draft pick. Yeah. It's to play in the playoffs. 
And uh, it would be really intriguing TV to watch. I mean, I would be glued to it because there's always that chance that one minute left, Asatya says, screw that guy. Well, that's He's the putting out thing all those like videos. That. I'm tired of him getting all those retweets. I want to work on my brand. We're getting Asatya on the talk shows tomorrow, baby. And he just has Derek nope. Carr throw a bomb yeah. and they win the game. So that would be intriguing too to watch. I mean, I still really, think like, as the game, as the, the game quarter, as the game wears on, winky winky. yeah. I mean, especially <laughs> if it's like towards the end of the game. I mean, in overtime, if these two teams go to overtime, they should just kneel it out. Like it's like it's like uh, you know, but it's the fourth quarter, so Staley has no way to communicate to Bisaccia. <laughs> so they throw like a little out to Keenan Allen, and, and he, he pulls like a little note paper, out of his like... pocket and hands it to Bisaccia yeah. and yeah. runs back to the huddle. Maybe they talked it through. Maybe they talk it through. They have some kind of flag to wave to each yeah. other from the sideline. They're doing so, or like the signs, you know, like the the Chip Kelly signs. Staley just has yeah. one up that says, "Do it's you just, want it's a necktie? Will you tie? And it's a bolo tie. And it's yeah. like I mean, it's it like that Christmas movie. What was uh, it? Yeah, what's it called? Movie? Oh, Love Ted Lasso. Yes, the Love Actually. Yeah, right. Yes. Great yeah, movie. I mean, it, there there would be a lot of uh, fun possibilities. Yeah. So. So if you want to if you want to talk through this uh, like where the Eagles could play, which is going to have a very short shelf life uh, once this podcast comes out, it looks like the the CBS games are the the first game on Saturday and the, the sorry game. sorry people like my uh, I think my Bisaccia might need to be a recurring character. It sounds like people didn't know what the hell I was doing there. So all right, go ahead. Uh, it sounds like so. CBS has the the Saturday first game and the middle game Sunday. So those are yes. AFC games. It's not going to be those. Uh, so Fox has the Saturday night game and the 1 o'clock game on Sunday. NBC has the Sunday night game. ESPN has the – I'm sorry. Fox doesn't have the 1 o'clock game. ABC has the 1 o'clock game mm-hmm. on Sunday. And then there's the Monday night game. We've talked about the Monday night game probably can't be a uh, – an Eagles game, it's got to be a 4-5 game just because of setting up the matchups for the following weekend so there are not matchups contingent upon the winner of the game. Uh, so it, that means the Eagles will either be Saturday night, Sunday at 1, or Sunday night. My guess is the Cowboys are playing Saturday night against the Niners, and I think I think the Eagles are going to be playing 1 o'clock. But is, is CBS still locked into the AFC, or didn't that change? Is that not true? Is that not – that's not correct? I don't believe I I I I think that might I don't know what that. it is for playoffs. There are games yeah. during the year where they okay. have non AFC. Not I mean most. Someone in the chat says it's wrong. CBS is not locked into an AFC. Yeah, game, I think so. I think right. that Let's changed that, with the last TV. Yeah, I think that changed with the last TV deal. So that leads us right into Swooper, right? You might as well get to that. Yeah, let's get to Swooper. Do you have it handy? Yeah, I do. And it was, I mean, what a roller coaster and a great job by Dennis and a great job by by us. I would say in keeping that um preseason game of a game interesting heading into uh into the fourth quarter as it was getting out of hand zach only had three irons in the fire but he made great use of those irons he had tyree jackson scores a touchdown or leads the team in receiving and on the eagles opening drive they go shovel pass to tyree for the first catch of his career for a touchdown one for zach zach also had the Eagles play a team other than the Bucks in the first round of the playoffs. That was at about uh, like 30% heading into the day. Didn't come through, but but a good uh, roll of the dice for you. And you had a player on either team who was previously on an NFL practice squad this season 
scores a touchdown. Ido Smith runs it in in the fourth quarter. You were not paying attention at this point, Zach. Not not that you were like doing something else. You were working. Uh, <laughs> wow. I had, to, and I had to let you know that that, you. that was a big play for you. Two for you. I had Gardner Minshew set the season high in passing yards. Did not happen. I have Coyote Awashika plays at least one offensive snap for three turkeys. Boy, did that bad boy come through. He came in, played right guard, just mauling people all over the place. Helped set up a touchdown when he came in. Uh, that's one for me. Cameron Malvo has a sack and or more than one quarterback hit. I don't believe he was close enough to breathe on the quarterback at any point uh, yesterday. Not a, not a great job uh, from Big Cam yesterday, but that's all right. We still love him. Uh, the margin of victory is greater than the points scored by the losing team. And boy, so close. was I livid when, when Gardner Minshew throws it to Quez Watkins with like <laughs> a minute, 30 seconds left, and he busted for a touchdown. I mean, what are we doing, Coach? We're getting guys hurt here. Let's, let's kneel on it. Let's get to the postseason. Let's go. Quez Watkins is a, is a player on the team. What are we doing having him run out there in the fourth quarter? Well, and for a while... Was- and what was so dastardly about this is that I also, of course, had the prime number in the fourth quarter. At least one drive begins in the fourth quarter, begins at the prime number. And uh, there was one spot that looked to me like uh, a kickoff return had gotten to the 31-yard line. And it was a very classic referee decision where he put it exactly on the 30, like ex- just straight on as if he didn't really care about precision of the spot <laughs> of course and he and i believe i believe he flipped the middle finger to me as he did so but worse than that the eagles on the on the quez watkin touchdown quez watkins touchdown drive had a fourth and four from a prime number and if Gardner Minshew had thrown an incompletion i would have hit three of my things and instead i only end up with one i do not win and shield wait do you have any still alive there or no I do not. I am out. Yet the uh, the margin of victory one was a great one because early on I'm thinking, all right, he, you know, he, he's not getting this. This is a close game. And then I'm like, well, e- even if it's not, I mean, it's a high scoring game, so uh, he's not getting this. And then all of a sudden, right. it's like, oh no, he's got these. Got this one. We need one garbage time. It was an down. unbelievable oh, swing. Sheila, are you yeah. telling us that you were following along? Can yeah, I was. Fu- oh, I was fully invested in this one. I mean, I had no interest in what was happening on the field uh, other than and there were no other games on. And so uh, I had uh, I actually did a screen grab on my phone of Dana's uh, tweet because I always forget everything. I mean, even like an hour after we do the show, I have no idea what I had, what I didn't have people be tweeting at me. And I don't know if it's good or bad. So yes, I was following along very closely. Now, Sheil also had a lot of drama involved in his, uh, in his irons. He had a player who was elevated from the Eagles practice squad for this game records a sack. And at one point, Raekwon Williams was given a sack and the game went on. And all of a sudden that sack was given to somebody else. Which sounds like some funny business from two reporters who were in the press box feet, you know, steps away from the official score here. I've never seen that before. I pulled up my app here. <laughs> I'm going, wait, is that, was that Raekwon Williams? Oh, yeah, Raekwon Williams got it. Oh, Marissa even tweeted at me. Me and Zach, she said, check, you guys already have yep. one. And then I check later in the game, and it's not Raekwon Williams. Josiah Scott. 
well, it's what funny happened because when it Mary. happened, Zach was like, "That's not a sack. He was he was giving himself up. That was a run." <laughs> Give me a break. I did say that actually. Go yeah. to Helsinki. <laughs> Somebody tweeted at me, and I was like, I checked the box score on ESPN, and I was like, uh, maybe it was just not updated. Zach tweeted it, so I couldn't believe yes. like that wasn't true. I'm like, no, if Zach in real tweeted time it, it's was a true. Sack. In real time, was a sack, and then Bo said to me in the third quarter, "You know, they changed that," and I said. Wow, I did not know they changed that, but it was a good call because Dak Prescott had given himself up. I and mean, as, as Marissa knows, these offensive linemen, they don't want to be have a, a sack yeah. levied against them it's true. if the quarterback gave himself up. Yeah. True. And then she'll so also have J.J. Ortega-Whiteside has a no. catch of 20 or more yards or a touchdown. <laughs> oh, my God. And poor J.J. I was going nuts. <laughs> my Just. guy. It was right there for you, my man. I mean, he couldn't reward you for the story you wrote on him. He couldn't just. He, he couldn't went just down to South Carolina, favor. man. At least he could have done. Oh, yeah. oh my god! You talked to Condi. Oh. Wait, no, he didn't talk to Condi. Right? I didn't talk to Condi. Yeah. No. I was gonna say, I, I trust me, I, I had a, I had. Multiple I did not have a request in to I, talk to Condoleezza I had multiple requests in the Condoleezza Rice. Condoleezza Rice's <laughs> office probably thought I was a threat to national security given the amount of times that I got in touch. <laughs> well, unlike, you know, we'll take we'll take almost all of the guests that the Mannings uh, have on their broadcast. Uh, Condoleezza Rice not invited on this podcast. <laughs> That's not true. Condoleezza Rice has an invitation to our podcast. Not as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> um, but you also, of course, you had the no no drives, which begin in the fourth quarter, begin in a prime number. You ended up with that. Now, uh, people who were, were not following along about on the discussion about this on Twitter, uh, it did turn out I had the better odds here um, that it would happen because of the repeated possessions. But this game particular, where like they both wanted to get to the end of the game, it wasn't as... I mean, the odds were still in my favor, but but you know, you came through, Shield. And you also have the Eagles playoff game is scheduled for Saturday. So if the game is on Saturday night mm. or Saturday afternoon, you will tie Zach and you will both be out in front heading gotcha. into the playoffs. Otherwise, oh, Zach has the lead and the most turkeys in hand. I mean, I don't know, I don't know where he is in the world right now, but wait, so does he clinch? Does he clinch if he wins? Munger is is lifting up a glass and raising it to his 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 number one protege in the world. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not Charlie Munger protege. No Hold on, give no, me the score again. No, no, he's up I by up one. I he no, would be no, up by no, one. You would, would, would be up one. Win. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. And I would just yeah. simply be an agent of chaos. Well, not necessarily. If they go to the Super Bowl, I could still come back. Exactly. I mean, this is unbelievable. I'm getting screwed. A change in the box score is screwing me over here. Going into the playoffs. What is that? I mean, Everyone side crickets. All right, I need, I'm gonna, I'm gonna text McManus the on the side. I'm gonna text McManus on the side. You want me to? I'm gonna go play the clip out there to the, to the four offensive I, I mean, I'm no, sorry. no, don't do that. <laughs> no, that's not gonna help me. <laughs> We're not doing that. This, this is Zach. <laughs> no, no, we don't. I need. Yeah, let's think of something else. <laughs> They're not gonna say it's a sack. <laughs> I mean, I did the thing. I wouldn't have if it, if it was never a sack. I would have been fine. The fact that it was marked a sack in the box score and then taken away—that to me smells. I like think the fact that away. Zach tweeted it, like, I I had no idea it got taken away. Mm, that's okay. why when when Bo brought it up to me, that's when I said, "Wait, I I can win this thing," because I mm. I didn't think I had a chance with with only three with only three things in the fire. All right. So before next week, we'll have to come up with a, a tiebreaker, assuming that Zach, unless do we already have one? Assuming Zach is up by one 
And on the uh, off chance that next week is the Eagles' last game of the season, <laughs> we all look to see if they're watching it. Zay Jones. Yeah. 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 Uh, then we need to know what the uh, tie break is. But that's for later in the week. We so, Sheila, you think the, what, what do you think the Colts are going to do? About? This Carson? is the moment gonna, the whole chat has been everybody's waiting for. Do you think they're going to get rid of Carson? Well, I haven't looked at I, I believe it's like a two-year commitment, correct? I mean, when they traded for him with the I mean, uh, money. If you, you were drawing always... if you were drawing it up from an Eagles perspective. Oh my goodness. Like yes. this is as good as it gets if you were if you were playing at the Schadenfreude. I mean, he tests positive, he loses the last two games, it loses to the lowly Jaguars, and it's not even close. He has had, I'm telling you, he's had these games, even when we he did stinks. the Wentz discussion, he's had these games uh, all season long. Usually in a lot of times they've been, they've been good enough to overcome them. Jonathan Taylor goes off or the offensive line is good enough where he just avoids that one big mistake or the, you know, like his, his the example today where he he's in the grasp and he tries to do a little flip and it turns into a fumble. I mean, he's had a play like that almost every week this season and hasn't got burned by him. I mean, I can't believe how low his interception uh, numbers have been. And uh, it was uh, 15 and a half point favorites. Win and you're in a uh, complete disaster. But yeah, I mean, I don't think they're going to do anything. I don't know. How could but they look at themselves in the mirror and go in with him next year? He's really the worst kind of like that type of quarterback because they're sort of the middle tier guys who, you know, are not great, but they're not going to kill you like that. Uh, he can just kind of kill you. He can, he can just lose a game for you uh, just like he did today. So I wonder, if look, he has, I wonder what the record is for like most starts for a quarterback who has never, never uh, played more than one series in a, in a playoff game. Yeah, I mean, I, I was about to say it's year six for him, right? These yeah. it's year six. He, he, he hasn't won a playoff game that he started. Uh, he was outstanding in 2017, but you can't, you, you can't keep clinging to that. And he was, he was really good down the stretch in, in 2018. I acknowledge that, but the bottom line, I'm sorry, not 18, 19 in, in, in 2019 down the stretch in 2019, but you're the starting quarterback of a team that's in a win and in situation against the Jacksonville Jaguars in week 18. And you have that type of performance inexcusable inexcusable from a franchise quarterback. Um, well, he's not. Well, that's, but look, they, they, they made him one. They traded a first round pick yeah. to acquire him. Um, he's there. Hang him like one. Exactly. Uh, and, and this is, you know, at, at some point, and we're probably past that point, And shield has, has, has made this point to us before. It's not everyone else, right? It's not the offensive line. It's not the skill players. It's not the coaches. You know, Doug Peterson used to say you have to take a a long look in the mirror. Well, Carson Wentz has to look in the mirror because what's going on is the mirror is as big as his bed. (laughs) Yeah, I think it's pretty hopeless. I mean, my the the big question to me is not what's going to happen next year because I think they when they make the trade, you're committed to two years financially. I want to know after that what is happening to this. Who is going to take a flyer on him to be a starting quarterback after next season? Like he's not going to be that old. I mean, I don't know though. Like these things accelerate. Like it, they're not going to keep him next year just because they know they're going to move on from him the year after. Now they they don't have a first round pick, so it's not like they have a lot of uh, you know maneuverability to to find somebody else. But I mean, these things happen quickly. 
like we saw with the Eagles. Like once once you know that he's not staying, I don't know if he I don't know if he's I don't know if he stays around for next year. I would be surprised I, given what I, they I, gave I up be, for him. Yeah. And, and given salary. Frank Reich's yeah, yeah, given yeah. Frank Reich's If they draft investment. a quarterback in the second round, does he just walk away to his ranch and never never to return? Well, I was thinking about that with uh, what did Gardner Minshew say? He said he went into Nick Sirianni's office and yeah. uh, yeah. what was well, the exact was, thing? Well, yeah. So, so Chris Mortensen two weeks ago reported that uh, he he went in after the Jets game, asked what it would take for him to start, and Nick basically said, "We're set at quarterback." Um, and, like, and so uh, I, I'm good, buddy. I, yeah. Like so Mike I asked. Kafka told me we didn't want to do an interview with me at <laughs> PhiladelphiaEagles.com. So I, I I asked Nick about this on what was it Thursday last week? Um, and, and Nick said, you know, he keeps all the conversations that happen in, in his uh, office private. And then uh, Gardner was asked about it yesterday and Gardner was like, yeah, that's why I asked verbatim. Right. You know, they believe in transparency here. I want to see what they would say. Um, and it, it probably speaks to, to Minshew's personality, but uh, yeah, he, he asked the start and they said they're, they're good with Jalen Hurts. How about Hertz's personality? I mean, think about if you did that when with Wentz as the starter, it would yeah. be like the biggest story, and you know he might crumble. Right. He might crumble from that. So uh, right. that's what that's what I was thinking about. Uh, well, Jalen didn't have to go and ask for it; he just went and took it. Right. Yeah. So he's securing himself. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I mean, this is this is just this is this is bad on Carson, and like Bo said. This is the best. What about Reich? Center? Yeah, who just not- always escapes. I mean, this is. I know. I know that I'm like just stealing uh, some Noah Becker uh, content here, but I mean, he's never beaten the Jaguars twice in a season. What's going on, Frank? Yeah, they haven't won there since 2014. I think it was the stat today. I was surprised what? by that line, 15 and a half with Carson Wentz as your quarterback. It's like, hey, but I mean, it's easy to say hindsight. Yeah, well, you picked. But it, like you when were on we the spoke about, yeah, uh, if 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 you think back to to the the spring and even the summer when we were talking about the conditions on that draft pick, it seemed like all right, they're either going to be in the playoffs, right, or it's not going to be a first round pick. It didn't it didn't seem plausible that there'd be a scenario where he would play every game and they would willingly put him out there every game and they wouldn't be a playoff team. All they had to do was win these past two games or was win one of these past two games here. Yeah. Uh, and so this is the, I look, I, I will take a, I will, I will take an L to the, uh, to a certain extent here. Um, I understood why the Eagles made the trade. Uh, I was a little, I was a little curious what the Eagles plan was at quarterback. Um, but the, this is the best case scenario for the Eagles. They get the first round pick, they get the cap relief. And they're the team in the postseason. Yeah. Yeah. They, they have, have the quarterback, quarterback who has more value now yeah. going forward. And by the way, Jalen Hurts is going to be younger in his first playoff start than Carson Wentz was in his first start with the Eagles. Oh, how about Look that? Look at that. Then no wonder this guy's been in. Someone told me he's going viral today. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's, he's so I, this is like texting Zberm over here. Yeah. Well, let's. So, because well, he we... started as a because 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 Jalen Hurts was a true freshman, right? Who 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 started played four years. He's in his second year, and and so I don't know if it's if it's uh, if it's younger than what Carson's first start, is. but 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 Carson was twenty three when he joined the Eagles. His birthday is December thirtieth, um, and, and and so uh, 
I would have to look that up, but yeah, I, I would believe that Jalen Hurts is is younger than than Carson is when Carson got to the Eagles. Well, speaking of Zach going viral, I actually I didn't realize that this tweet did such incredible numbers, but um, I did retweet it because I mean, if if Zach is roasting you like this, you know that you are I, you have gone way below the line of credibility. And, NYTZ uh, Berm says if, if you have seen. Uh, the Giants today, they had a third and nine from their own four-yard line, and they line up in a little like end-of-game V-formation nonsense and just run a, a terrible little sneak. And Zach, just who always has the receipts, just just quote tweets the video with quote with open quote to disrespect the game by going out there and not competing for 60 <laughs> minutes and doing everything you can to help those players win. We will never do that as long as I'm head coach of the Giants. You know, that sullying the long, classy history of the New York football Giants is the only thing that will get Zach so riled up. Well, they... Look, I mean, 1.4 thousand retweets on that bad boy. Whoa! Right, I don't know about that. I think like 5,000 likes, right? All right, I'm not looking at yeah, the numbers. 6,000 right. now. I was just watching football. That's all it was. That sounds but, like a man who could have a job in social media branding, Bo. Am I right? Mm, I know, that's right. They well, did it on, well, you on second down. They did it on second down. Right? It, it wasn't <laughs> just the third down. It, it wasn't just third down. It was second down. And I, I watched Joe Judge press. I, I, watched, I watched his press conference. And I didn't see the game last week, but apparently they had a situation last week where they were like pinned back and something bad happened. And and so he, he, he didn't want that to happen again. But uh, I mean, to me, the look, and, and, and that was not like defending the Eagles. And I, I've made it clear what I thought about the way the Eagles went about what they did last year. But I was at that game last year. The Eagles were more competitive in in their season finale last year than the Giants were today. Like I, I can say that unequivocally. The Giant, the the if, if 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 the Eagles were tanking that game last year, they put out more of an effort. Or I I I I shouldn't say effort. That's that's subjective. They were more competitive than what the Giants appeared to be today. Can we get a little um uh what's it called the. Uh... Uh, and can can we get that an NFT for that tweet? <laughs> if we can do like so, see, yeah. see if we can make some money. I mean, you. I mean, I mean, I had nothing to do with it. Yeah. Uh, that could be a nice guinea pig. Let's see if we can get, get that Zach tweet NFT'd. We'll see what someone will give up for it, and then we can revisit um, other tweets there. Now, for the Giants, it hasn't just been uh, one week. I mean, their last six weeks, I believe, they've lost every game by double digits. I think over that span, they had the worst scoring margin in the entire NFL. And especially now that the Jaguars won today, I think the Jaguars were the only team worse going into week 18. And so now uh, it's the giants. I mean, I just think that that guy is a salesman and I think some people fall for it, whether it's media ownership and they judge or Mara judge, they fall for it. And you look at the results and they're like as bad as you can get. I mean, every red flag you could have from a coach uh, has happened here. Uh, and then you just have the lies upon lies upon lies with, with the press conferences where it's like anybody can really see this. Any object, objective observer can see this. And the Eagles, I was, think, uh, I was thinking they're really uh, 
this is probably a conversation for like two weeks or a month from now, but having the Giants and the Washington football team in their division, there is like an alternate reality because now they can say, all right, we're in the, we've been in the playoffs four or five years. Get off of us, you know, all the criticism. Yeah, that they'll comes tell you that. Way. I promise you that. They'll tell they'll you that, tell you that <laughs> is yes. unfair. And like how much of that is being in the division with, uh, you know, one team it's in Washington um, who is, a, who's, you know, one of the worst franchises in the NFL and another team in the Giants who has the fewest wins of any team in the NFL over the last five years. Like if, you know, we could go, maybe we should do this, go division by division. What did the last five years kind of look like? They would look different. So um, I don't know. I always view them sort of, they've been in kind of that middle ground for a while. And again, we can have this conversation two, three weeks from now, but that did stick out to me as I was just going through the teams going, man, this is a big advantage when you're just going through the worst franchises and you get four against these, uh, these dopes um, exactly. every year. Can you, because I think I, I would imagine that this is running through your mind as it was just running through my mind when, when Shield said they're going to call that like the, the four out of the last five years. Let's say the Eagles go to Tampa, they lose the, you know, the Tuesday, whatever it is, season wrap up press conference. What is the, what is like the opening sequence of, of lines from Howie Roseman? Oh, that, you know, there's, there's, there's no defending 2020. It was a COVID year. It was bad, but you take that year away. And yeah, they're in the play that, you know, they're competitive every year. They're in the playoffs every year. Um, they've, they've done it now with four different head coaches, um, you know, or three that, yeah, the sustainability of the franchise and, and, and look, that's, that's, we are not satisfied. Active. We are not satisfied with just making the playoffs. Yeah. Our goals are higher, yeah. um, but we do know, make the but, playoffs. But yeah. we've made, we're having yeah. made the playoffs for the last five seasons and being only one of, you know, three teams in the league or whatever it is. Who have done that you know we, we we feel good about the state of the organization moving yeah. forward and you know we, we look forward to turning the page i, I think taking, some, taking I this think process so, to the next level i think some people thought you know after uh last season we were facing say, you know some kind of uh big rebuild but you know we have an owner in this building who doesn't believe in those That's big good. you know year-long rebuilds we expect to be competitive uh every time we're out there we know there are a lot of fans in the city who pay a lot of money to see this team and we're always going to try to put a competitive product so again we're not satisfied that's not the standard we want to win super bowls uh in the city but uh we feel like we're on the on the right path and put out a team we can be proud of this year man you, well, you know what? you got you got both the owner and the city in there that was very important and both but look, definitely part of the <laughs> Look, we make fun Part of it. Did I do but PR? So it's that I should go into PR. What do you I think? mean, we make fun I of it. Do, it does come natural to me, I feel. It's good, though. Stuff. I mean, and as <laughs> you, you said, know what, like, what you said is, is true. Yeah, it's accurate. Like, we we, we spoke before about, uh, what, 18 years for the Raiders, right? I saw uh, a, 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 I saw a... Somebody a, in the a, chat says Austin Eckler looks like a thicker shield. <laughs> I saw a graphic I look on like a thicker that... <laughs> On that uh, Washington football team Giants game today, what both teams have five consecutive losing seasons? I I I think it is, or something of of that nature. Uh, the Eagles, Jeffrey Lurie said they're in a transition year. To be in a transition year and to be in the playoffs, that like like there are uh, there are a, lot of, a lot of teams who would take uh, the Eagles transition year as as their high watermark, right? Um, totally and, and so I give them credit now. That doesn't absolve them from from some of the organizational errors that they've had. Uh, but overall, and, and we've been consistent. Like like we wrote that story last year, but we've also been consistent saying that their overall body of work um, is you know it 
that's 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 true too. Like they are competitive every year, and 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 they're. I heard Shields all Shields uh, radio interviews after our, our our story when he said like Jeffrey Lurie's not this. He's not Daniel Snyder. You know, his it, it's he's not like a bottom tier owner, right? Like they've been consistently competitive under him, and I, I I do think it's a it's a credit to the organization that they're in the playoffs now while resetting. You know, they open cap space. They have three first round picks. Um, I got to give them credit for that. Well, I, you know, it was funny last week. I feel like there was a uh, sort of conversation. Um, I don't know if it was on the the radio or what, but when I when I did my radio hits last week, sort of about like you know, does Howie Roseman deserve more credit than he's getting? Where there was like a Howie Roseman appreciation day, and I thought back to our conversations where this is the part of the job that Howie Roseman has typically been good at is the reset. Zach, I think that was your uh, you you made yep. that point last year, and and it was a Good one. And it is also different because, and I think Brandon Lee Gowton uh, made this point in that this wasn't like a new GM coming in and cleaning up the mistakes of the previous regime. You know, like the, the issues that they had on this roster were because of the people that are still yep. running the place. And so they did a good job in getting this team, you know, erasing some of those mistakes, taking the hits where you need to. Uh, I do feel like next offseason, and again, we will have the whole offseason to discuss it, but it's like a huge one. I mean, with the resources they have, the three first-round picks, let's see how this season ends up here in the playoffs. I don't even want to talk about this this now, so we can just end it yeah. with what I said because I want to talk about the, the playoffs since that where we, that's where we are. But um, you know, that, that was just something that people were talking about last week because you weren't sure who the Eagles were going to be in the playoffs. You still had to, you wanted to talk about the Eagles, and so I feel like that's kind of what the conversation uh but yeah so just the uh to clarify the point that i uh, i made when when theo epstein resigned uh from the cubs uh he i i read on the athletic i believe where he said that he he's better at the building stage than the maintenance stage um and uh because i i do believe those require different muscles and i'm not saying howie roseman is on the same level as a Hall of Fame general manager who's won a World Series. He's not in, as thick as Austin Eckler, but in Boston and in Chicago. Yeah, right uh, when but, you right when you said what did you say that's that. a different muscle? Is yeah, it's, it's, it's a different muscle. Just when you said that, I clicked on this photo that Marissa sent of uh, a shirtless Austin Eckler, which you know it would have been funny if someone was like behind me, like my wife walked in and was like, "Shea, why are you?" Looking no, like I was like, Austin "Couldn't pops picture." In for a quick Denny's, I couldn't picture what Austin Eckler looked like. Like, uh, like, yeah, it's hard sometimes without their helmets. So I just googled right. Austin Eckler, and that was one of the first things that popped without up. without a shirt, yeah, Jeez. <laughs> it just made he's going to get tested after that photo. Yeah, all right, but your point is fair, uh, Zach. I also think I also think. Um, I think it's unfair to say that this team is only in the playoffs because of their schedule. We, we've sort of talked about this. I think they're they are with 14 teams in the playoffs. I think they are a, a playoff caliber team, given how well the offense has played. They may get dusted by the by the Bucks, but I think they've I think they've earned their way in. It's fair. That's all. I mean, all right. I would say they're right on the fringe of playoff non-playoff team in terms of what I think about sure. them. Right? They're probably right around the 12th to 15th best team in the NFL. Yeah. The most yeah. metrics. But, but yeah, yeah, but they're not like the, they're not like the 19th best team in the NFL that got in because of, they have a bad schedule and they've yeah. got a top 10 offense. That's, that should be good enough to get you the playoffs. Um, okay. So uh, schedule this week. 
we're doing Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 7.30 p.m.? We're doing eight. a Monday night, too? Or, or, I oh, thought sorry, it was, hold eight, on. You're eight, right, right. It is 8 o'clock. It is 8 o'clock. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, 8 o'clock. Correct. I don't think we need to do it. People are gonna, A lot of people will be listening to this on Monday. Yeah, I think that's And there's right. a chance... There's a chance Bill and I are flying out Friday. There's a chance we're flying out Saturday. If it's the we'll Monday nighter, maybe we'll do Friday too. Yeah, yeah. I don't think the it's week Monday goes. Nighter, I'm not committing yeah. to that. Yeah, I mean, I don't think it's going to be the Monday nighter, so I can yeah. make that promise. I can make that. If you're looking for something to listen to Monday, we will have a full coverage of Black Monday on the Athletic Football Show with Robert Mays and Mike Sando. So all the firings, everything going on tomorrow. You can Company listen to woman. that after you listen to this pod. <laughs> Company woman. <laughs> yeah. I love the uh, way you promote it though. I love the like like tune in while we talk about all these people who lose. Well, that's the card. problem with the Giants. They've gone too far. They're gonna they might fire Joe Judge. It's a bad it's bad news for the Eagles. Well, and you know what? I actually do get annoyed by the people who go too far the other direction. They're like, don't talk about coaches getting fired. They have families too. It's yeah, like we understand yeah. that. Yeah, how many times no, has no one... Michael been fired, cut, whatever? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Amen. Yeah, they people talk about that so easily. So. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, well, coaches. And how about coaches? coaches? How about the, the coaches? They like... love talking about kids, talking about players, and they're letting go. And oh, it was it was the hardest day of the year. And then it ten seconds later, yeah. they're yeah. having a couple butt no, but, lights in their office. You know. But to Marissa's point, having a, a Black Friday. Uh, I'm sorry, not Black Friday. Black Monday special show. It's no different than having a roster cutdown special show, right? Exactly. Just, Thanks, yeah. Zach. So yeah. you're like, yeah, I'm not celebrating us. anybody, you know, losing. Yeah, we got a Black Monday it, and a Black Friday. It, Are we gonna? Can we get more? Yeah, I mean, if, one, if one of us were to get fired, we don't know what day that would land on, and I'm sure the that's true. I'm sure the other three would come on and talk about it. I would hope you would talk about it if it were me. I mean, you have my permission. <laughs> you probably have like a non-disclosure, I imagine, but. No, you can talk about me getting fired. Um, oh, no. about, oh, I, I thought about Yeah, no, you talk about, about the person like who got oh, fired. Oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. The person I, who I, got fired, yeah, yeah probably yeah. should not come on the podcast <laughs> and talk about their experience. Although I don't know. Maybe they could. Yeah, I think they yeah. maybe they could give some closure, but the other three could. So, you know, I just, it's the, uh, you know, no one is celebrating a firing, but it is the profession no. they choose. They're right. compensated well for it. I, I think most of them are landing on their feet. They'll be okay, especially, you know. Old white guy with connections, and he can be you find right. his way somewhere. So, yeah, did really, you catch really Mike Zimmer's good. press conference today? No, I missed it. I heard no, he, exactly. did he go no out and play any glory other or press something? conferences. <laughs> no, someone asked, you're him. the only one who caught press <laughs> multiple press conferences today. Yeah, I, I tune in actually to watch them. Someone asked Zimmer, uh, his uh, you know, you know, have you heard about your job status yet? And he said, No, and I haven't had, and I haven't heard about yours either. That's what he said to the reporter. Okay. <laughs> I was, I mean, that's fine. Like, I like a salty. Right. No, but, but, yeah, that's good. Oh, we didn't talk well, about you know, it. I had a bit of a salty back and forth with Sirianni yesterday. I didn't think that was salty. Oh, you did? Thought, well, we need the audio. Save it for this week. I want to, I want to hear the audio because okay. I haven't heard it. It wasn't that salty. It was I'll pull the clip. Okay. okay. All right. Um, all right. Well, I guess that'll do it. Uh, we're going to find out in a little bit when the Eagles are playing, but we know that they're going to Tampa Bay. We know that we will be back Tuesday Live on our YouTube page at 8 o'clock, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, live in primetime all week for playoff week. And good, great time to subscribe to The Athletic, theathletic.com slash birds with friends. I'm sure you two will have all kind of one story you're working on that I'm excited for. 
I'm sure there are many others. You'll have playoff coverage uh, handled. I will have an all pro team coming out on Tuesday. Tomorrow I will have my awards, which I have to write uh, after this game for the season MVP and all that. And uh, we'll have lots of other stuff. So good time. How many, how many Eagles are on that all pro team? I don't know. You think I've done it yet? It's still Tuesday. Yet? Okay. All right. Fair enough. What's the matter with you? Okay. All right. All right. Well, for Zach, Elijah, Coyote, Marissa, and Sheil, I'm Bo. Thanks for listening. We will talk to you on Tuesday night. Uh, congratulations to all the listeners for making the playoffs with this Eagles team. Uh, we've got an exciting week to get to, and maybe uh, maybe more than a week. Cross your fingers. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We will talk to you on Tuesday night. And as always, we love you.